My Wax Museum is a proud member of the Create Vine. Hey guys, before we get into today's show, I just wanted to say thanks for listening and thanks for supporting the show however you do it. We have a few ways you can do that and I'll leave links in the show notes. You can support us on Patreon, support us just by listening, sharing the show with a friend, following us on Instagram, or leaving us a review. Links for all of those are in the show notes. However you want to show that love, we appreciate it. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by one of my greatest friends, Warren Smith. Warren has one of the kindest, sweetest, softest hearts. He just feels like a dad. (laughs) You just gotta love the guy. I think you're gonna love the conversation. We talk about dreams, goals, and responsibility, which seems to be at the core of who Warren is. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. And remember, after today's show, to take five minutes out of your day to listen intently to the people around you. Warren Smith, welcome to My Wax Museum. Thank you. I'm excited to have you. I've been trying to get you on the show for the past two years. We've shared a room for two years and uh, you have seen me. You probably could have been like guest number 20 if you if you had wanted to be. But now you're guest number 98. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. So uh, I always like to start with how we know each other, uh, which for us is like an actual story. Like it's a, it's a thing we remember meeting. So do you want to fill the audience in how we met? It was late on a Saturday night when I walked or when I was asleep on my bed and I like stumbled into the room. You make me sound drunk. Well, I, was, I was not drunk. You weren't drunk, but you know, you did come back from, you know, a, let's we we'll call it a party, but you know, it's BYU Idaho. So it was like more of a, an event, an event. And it was late. I was already in bed and you kind of stumbled. And I was like, wow, somebody else lives with me because you'd already been there for a day and I had not been. And then, you know, you went to bed and we woke up the next day and I took my shower and you were still asleep, I think, probably. And then I walked in and you're like, hi, I'm Alex. I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Warren. And then, you know, we started talking about where we're from and you're like, oh, well, I'm from Calgary. I'm like, no way. I used to live in Calgary. And then, you know, a little bit more talking later, we're like, wow, we were in the same area, like not too far from each other. Yeah, I remember you... I, I said, oh, I, I'm from Calgary, Canada. And you said, oh, where in Calgary? And I said, South Calgary. And then you said, where in South Calgary? I was like, Southeast Calgary. And then you like kept, you kept pushing and pushing until I was like, Mackenzie Town. And you're like, no way. I lived in Douglasdale. And I was like, <laughs> what? So yeah, we lived five minutes apart from each other at one point, but we never met, which is particularly interesting because uh, where were you born where are you from originally arizona you were born in arizona i was really yeah how long were you there not long we well i lived in this town called kingman and then we moved out of kingman to another town called bullhead city and so i probably lived there for maybe a little around maybe two years but i was small so i don't really remember anything from it 
Yeah, that's that's interesting. I had no idea you were born in Arizona. Um, where did you go after Arizona? Went to Detroit, Michigan. Really? Yeah. And how long were you in Detroit? Mm, maybe like f- four years. I'd say four years, yeah. Okay. And is it after that that you moved to Calgary? No. Then really? we moved to Dallas. Okay. Then we were there up until I was eight. Holy cow. And then we moved to Calgary. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that is a lot of moving. It is a lot of moving. Yeah. Did you... I wonder what that was like for you as a kid. You know, it wasn't fun because you never, I never really felt, you know, safe in a place because I was like, well... There's no really point in trying to make new friends. I'm just going to move mm-hmm. in a few years, you know? Because, I mean, then we left Calgary when I was, like, turning 13. Right. So, there for a decent amount of time, but then I moved to Charlotte. And then, you know, I graduated high school there, and then I left. And then they moved again to Concord, North Carolina. So... Wow. Yeah. Lots and lots of moving. That is a lot of moving. Mm -hmm. Um, Were there any particular moments uh, where you felt like, uh, no, mom and dad, like, I don't want to move. I'm just making friends here. Um, I felt that once I got into high school, because I never really completed an entire, you know, grade set. You know, like you got your elementary school, you got middle school and all that stuff. And I never completed like an entire set of grades within that school. Like, the only set of schools that I had was in high school. Like, even in, because I was in Dallas, and they built, like, two different elementary schools. So, I think I went to, like, just an elementary school alone. I went to, like, three or four different schools. Wow. And I mean, and and not entirely in the same city, either. No, because in Canada, you know, we went to school then. And that was in a different country. Right. It's kind of strange, you know, because the curriculum is very different. Yeah. It's like, it was like weird. That is interesting. I, I'm curious um, because you're dual, you're, you're dual citizen. So, I mean, you know, you are Canadian. Right. But what was that like growing up in the United States for all that time? And then, okay, now we're going to move to another country, which is technically also like your home. <laughs> but you've never lived there. Like, what was that transition like? It's weird because, you know, you say like, oh, well, I'm American, but like, I'm also Canadian. And they're like, well, are you? Like, what are you? Right. Because you know? they're like, cause, you know, they're kids. They're like, well, you got to be one thing. You're right. Like, well, I don't because <laughs> my citizenship has two different things, you know? So it's like, well... It's kind of weird because you're like, well, you know, I really got anywhere where, you know, you're, you call home because you did move around so often and you've been in so many different places that, you know, I'm not really tied to much of anything. Like, I feel like I could just go wherever and just start a life there because, like, it's just how, like, I feel like I could do because I just wasn't really tied to anything. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you feel, um, do you feel like there was something that kept you steady throughout those like did you did you feel like that was your your family that you know was closer because of that or did you feel like you were still just kind of turbulent um i just feel like we just kind of followed along you know like i don't entirely understand why we moved 
because I didn't really feel like it was, you know, for big promotions or anything. We just moved for the fun of it and bored of an area, I guess. But I don't really think there was anything that was, like, really, like, tied us together because we were moving or anything. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, did you feel, did you feel Canadian when you moved to Canada? Like, did you feel like that was part of your identity or did you feel kind of like a fish out of water? I guess maybe in some senses, yes, but in some senses, no. Like, we weren't exactly involved in all the winter sports or anything because, you know, we Mm -hmm. were still really young and the people who were into the winter sports have been doing it since they were, like, since they could walk, you know? Yeah. And we weren't like that because we had been in Texas. Like, you're not going to go skiing in Texas. What? No, really? (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, it just doesn't happen. So, I I just feel like, you know, you could go to these different places and, like, you'd fit in. But there's always just something where like, well, I can't really do that because I haven't ever been doing it for as long as these people, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I only went skiing once in the entire time I was there. I was on, like, the bunny slopes. Mm-hmm. Would it make you feel better if you knew I had never, I I have never been skiing? That's kind of odd, Alex. It is. It is very odd. Like, I'm a very strange Calgarian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is very strange. Uh yeah, that's that's interesting to me. Uh, and how long did you live in Calgary for? Four and a half years. Okay, so did you feel by the time you left, did you feel a little bit more like that? That was home. Like, did you feel a little settled there? Yeah, I did. You know, and you come, you come back, and I was like, oh, you know, because you're, you're going to. I was going to seventh grade, and you know, I wasn't there for sixth grade. So I was like, oh well, you know, who's this? Where'd you move from? Oh, well, Canada. That's kind of different. You know, it's not really a lot of people coming in from Canada to like North Carolina, really. Yeah. Yeah. What was that transition like? Because I see you as being from North Carolina. Right. Like in, in my head, that's how I see you because that's where you came from when we met. Right. How, how was that transition and what was that like settling in there? It was different because, you know, having to switch from metric was hard. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you talk about how fast people were going on like roads and stuff. Cause I remember we went on this biking trip and I had like one of those speedometers on my bike yeah. and mine was in kilometers. I was like, Oh wow, we're going a decent amount. I was like, Oh, well how fast are we going? We're like, Oh, we're going you know, this amount. They're like, that's like really fast. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> it's kilometers. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> or like you go and they're, they're, like, they're like talking about the temperature and they're like, it's 100 degrees outside like that's hot and they're like <laughs> like i'm boiling literally i mean that's hot in fahrenheit but still like in right. celsius you're like what yeah interesting at what point did you feel like north carolina was home then probably when i got into high school okay okay what was that experience like I feel like it was just when I settled down and had, like, more lasting friendships than middle school because everybody has, like, that awkward stage in middle school where, like, what is really going on? So I feel like high school is when I just really kind of, like, felt like, you know, I completely, like, transitioned into, like, where I was and the culture stuff there and had, you know, a little bit of a social life, I guess. Were you a pretty social person in high school? I believe so. I feel like I did a lot of stuff. I go to a lot of different, like, events and activities because, you know, I was in bands, so we always did stuff together with people who were also in band, and we would go hang out on weekends and go to lots of different, like, restaurants and just hang out. 
Yeah, that's pretty fun. I I remember you telling me about being in marching band. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've shown me some videos, and it's pretty intense stuff. Yes, yeah, it was a little bit, yeah. Yeah, do you want to fill me in on that experience before? I, I, I have had one other person on the podcast a couple of years ago who was also in marching band, and right. they, like, it's just such an intense thing, so yeah. fill me in. Well, I think the biggest thing that, like, I remember was, like, we would go for like a week we'd have like a band camp where we go every day for like two weeks and do it and for like the first week it was very like mild you know we're just figuring out where we're supposed to be on the field and stuff like that learning the music and you're only there for you know you get there at eight and you probably are going to be leaving at like two or three but then for that second week is when you start putting everything together and we're doing eight hour days like we were doing I think we were doing 12-hour days, actually. Yeah, we were doing 12-hour days. we get there at 8. We wouldn't leave till 8 at night. So 12-hour days. And you'd have to have lunch and dinner at the school and just outside the entire time. And it's North Carolina, so it's hot. It's humid. And, like, in the mornings, the, the fields were, like, wet. So how we would do it is in the mornings, we'd have the front of the field, you know, for which way we'd face be one side in the afternoon we'd switch because when we would like do it because we were just out there for so long walking the same path over and over again there was like trails in the in like the fields and like it would just tear up the grass and we were just covered in mud and stuff in the mornings is like the dew and then the afternoons it all dry out and you just he just pass marked into the into the field dang that's crazy our instructor was always very heavy on gun do endurance so we would go run we'd run lots of laps and then you know do a sh- play our show or whatever yeah yeah that's a, that's a serious thing did you did you enjoy it or do you think and i'm i'm curious at the like the difference in how you look at it then versus how you look at it now in kind of retrospective I did enjoy, you know, I felt like it was a good thing. I feel like I learned a lot and learned a lot of valuable life lessons, you know, doing like working as a team and, you know, doing your part, you know, to help everything else. Because if one person's off, you mess everything up, you know. So I feel like that helps, you know, to understand like how in life, you know, we do have big things going on, but every little thing really helps to help us accomplish big things. I feel like that's something that really helps me understand which is team teamship and, you know, trusting everyone around you that they're doing the right thing too, you know? That's interesting. Yeah, I like um how those little things build up and how you work as a team to to create this bigger thing. Uh are there any ways that you're kind of applying that lesson to your life now? I think so. I feel like, you know, just focusing on smaller things and leading them into bigger things is really something that I look to do with my life, you know, doing like small things I feel like are meaningless, but knowing that, you know, in the end it will help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's one of those small things that you feel is meaningless? You know, I think the smallest thing I feel like is meaningless, but, you know, something I've really understood, you know, there's this video that I've watched, you know, making your bed. You know, it's just one of those things because I saw this video of like some army guy and he, he put it like, you know, if you can do everything you can, but you didn't make your bed and like you just had like a crap day, you know, and you come back and your bed's not made. It's like you didn't even do anything, you know, but if you come back and like your bed's made, you know, I just saw that video and I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. 
because it's like one thing that sets up your day is like oh i did that i checked that box today i did something yeah i know that was one thing that impressed me when i woke up here and you had already gone and showered and stuff and your bed was made uh when we first met i was like oh good he's not a slob <laughs> i was like very delighted it's important yeah hey guys future alex here just popping in real quick now i've been doing this for three years and Warren is number 98, and I've recorded past 100 now. It's been amazing. But with all of these guests in the past, I think, where are they now? Some of them, it's been years since I recorded with them. So what I've done is I've gone back to those guests, invited them back on the show, and I'm posting those follow-up interviews on patreon.com slash mywaxmuseum. You can access those for just $3 a month. You'll be supporting the show and you'll be hearing cool new stories from your favorite past guests and maybe your least favorites too. I mean, I'm a favorites picker. I'm not gonna tell you who my favorite guest was. For all we know, it was Warren, okay? Warren is my favorite guest I've ever had. That's the official stance of my wax museum now back to the show that's interesting so tell me a little bit about what you're doing now so you're not in north carolina no what are you doing what are you working on well i'm in school studying occupational safety and health ultimately the end goal is to find jobs in like you know construction or manufacturing writing safety codes in the next few years hopefully and i've seen like i don't know preparing for marriage and stuff Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a few things going on. Um, I'm curious because, I mean, occupational safety and health, I feel like isn't a super popular major. No, it's not. Like it's not something people grow up thinking about. So why did you end up choosing that? And, And I guess, how is it going? Well, I started out in public health. And sitting in these classes, I was like, well, I'm not really like a lot of the people in these classes. I I feel like I had lots of drive like a lot of people did. But, you know, I wasn't overly concerned with getting lots and lots of A's, which I felt like you had to do in those classes because everyone in those classes was going for grad school. And I was like, you know, grad school seems nice and all, but I don't know if I want to spend that much time in school. I just kind of wanted to to go get my degree and start working. And I'm like, I get like, you know, you get lots of more money from grad school, but I just didn't feel like it was really worth it for the major I was going into. I just didn't feel like the payout wasn't there. So then in one of my classes, we had like a, another professor come in and talk about occupational safety and he was like talking about the pay and the jobs and like how many people actually get jobs from this from the major and I was like I could do that like that doesn't sound hard so I took some classes later about like what some like introductory classes understand more of like what it was and I was like you know this is this is it for me this is like what I need to do that's interesting yeah and um is it like you you fascinate me because you you give off this um this aura of of dadliness um you're and i think i've told you this before you just like seem like a dad you know interesting and you just strike me as the the guy who would you know 
get a career and do a good job and go to work every day you know and like yeah. do his part why why is that like that idea where you know you you do that is there is there something inside of you or am i just like making stuff up i think that's interesting because like i feel like i don't know i just feel like it's my obligation to just work and to you know get stuff done like i just don't feel like i can just sit around and do nothing like i gotta be doing something like i can't just sit there for like i don't know like when i don't have work i just feel like i'm just wasting wasting time like even if i don't even enjoy the job i just feel like that's better than sitting on my butt doing nothing really and is there a reason you can see for that i don't know i don't think so you're just that way I'm just that way interesting i admire that i wish i was like that i am the type of person that if i can just sit around i well i mean i make stuff for myself to do but yeah i think that's that's really interesting and i i admire that a lot about you thanks alex you're welcome warren um so kind of as we get into the last 10 minutes or so of of the interview uh-huh. i want to ask you about your future you've talked about uh traveling you know um kind of around the continent at right. least around the u.s and canada and visiting these different places while living in these different places actually and i'm curious what you see for your future i think the the end goal you know is to first off i'm going to graduate and then i feel like i might take maybe just like a little bit of time and go and like see things that i otherwise won't have the opportunity to before i really really settle down you know where i feel i want to do stuff that i feel like i'm not gonna be able to later you know once you know kids start coming and stuff like that i'd rather get have an opportunity to see everything and then work on settling down you know but i mean if it doesn't happen like that and i do have to settle down earlier you know like it's that's fine too like i'm not over like oh i gotta go see everything you know i'd rather you know have like a basic foundation for myself and then you know if i do have the opportunity to go around and see the world i would yeah you you mentioned in our quick questions that you wanted to go to spain that that was mm -hmm. kind of top of your bucket list right are there any other places or things that you'd like to go and see? I just really want to see Europe. Like, because I've traveled a lot in the U.S., obviously from just places that I've lived and all that. And even, like, in Canada, we didn't really go a ton of places, but I've just been, you know, to a lot of, seen a lot of different stuff, like, in North America. And I just wanted to, you know, see what Europe is like, see, like, the architecture there in the cities really yeah interesting do you have an interest in architecture um no not really i just think it looks cool yeah okay that's yeah. interesting that is very cool any specific things you'd like to see um i just like the older buildings and the cobblestone roads mm -hmm. you know stuff that we just don't have here in north america or this side of the world i guess because you know by the time everyone got here we weren't that was like old architecture and stuff like that you know i just want to see like what that's like to see you know walking on a cobblestone road that's like old and cracked i just think that's cool yeah yeah i think that would be very cool yeah so so you want to go travel a little bit before right. you settle down what other experiences do you want to have before then 
I don't really know. I think that's probably it's about like it. mostly yeah. just travel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, I'm I'm curious. Once you settle down, then what does your perfect day as a settled down daddy uh, look like? Perfect day. Probably you know going to work, coming home, helping with you know helping with kids and all that, and getting getting everything worked out, helping you know helping with homework maybe working on some sort of side project for the house or something and then just kind of taking it easy at night playing maybe a few games or something and then going to bed i guess yeah yeah that sounds nice that sounds it's a very like uh i guess uh classic you know yeah. like it's it just sounds pleasant yeah it's nothing i don't want to think too fancy do you um I'm I'm curious because you grew up moving around a lot, right? Um, and you mentioned that it wasn't necessarily because of big promotions or anything. It kind of just seemed like something you and your family did. You just right. moved and lived in different cities. And so, is that something you see yourself doing? Do you have any interest in that, or do you want to kind of pick a spot and stay? I just want to pick a spot and stay. Yeah, I just feel like it's better socially for you know, future children, you mm -hmm. know, just to have lasting friendships that last longer than, you know, school, I guess. Right. Because I wasn't really tied to anyone or anything. Like, I didn't really have much friendships that lasted more than outside of high school. Right. So, I just feel like maybe if I did, had stayed in one spot a little bit longer, I would have had stronger connections to people. What kind of benefit do you think you would have gained from those stronger connections? I guess maybe just like connections, maybe for work or something, like stronger working connections, maybe future jobs in the future. Like I don't I don't know. Like I think you never really know. You know, I feel like you, you there's like stuff that you might have missed out on the future or like a friendship that could benefit in the future or somebody you wanted to live near, you know, as like an adult friend or whatever. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, maybe looking at, um, and I'm going to ask you a similar question after this, looking at all the places that you've lived growing up, Calgary, Charlotte, Detroit, uh, I guess Arizona, kind of, you know, don't remember it, but um, Dallas, I are, were the, was that it? Are there any yeah, others? Yeah, that was it. Okay. Is there a place that you would say that that was my favorite? If I could have, like, if we could have stopped moving right there, that would have been perfect. I don't think so. I just feel like a lot, I learned a lot of different things in all those different places. Like, the culture is different in each individual place because they're all over the place, you know? Mm -hmm. And just seeing, because people act differently in different places, you know? The people in North Carolina aren't the same as the people in Calgary, you know? The people in Dallas aren't even the same as North Carolina or anywhere else. I just feel like there's a lot of, like, life lessons you can learn from all those different types of people. Interesting. Okay. And then is there a place, because you want to settle mm -hmm. down somewhere right. and kind of stick there. Where is that for you? Where's the ideal? It's definitely down south. You know, just the the nicer the nicer weather, the the warm weather. Because I don't really do cold. <laughs> Does anybody? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's nice. That's nice. Um, yeah. And kind of talking about these lessons that you've you've learned from these experiences. Um, of living in different places 
do you think you'll travel a lot with your kids so that you can maybe provide them with similar life lessons? I think if the opportunity comes up, yeah, I probably will. But depending on how things work, you know, and having family that is in Calgary, maybe I will travel to Canada and stuff like that and just stay with people along the way. But I don't really feel like we'll go to like crazy extravagant places Mm -hmm. just because it's just traveling is just expensive, you know, and it's just hard to travel as just an average person. And I feel like, you know, I'll probably have a decent job. I'm not going to be making just buckets and buckets of money where I can just drop everything for a few weeks and just leave. You right. Know? So ultimately, like, if, if I have the opportunity, yeah, I would like to go travel with my family. But at the same time, you know, just there's other ways to see the world with like technology and stuff. That you don't really need to go out to those places, you know, to see like what's out there. Hmm. That's interesting. Um last question for you here i i ask this at the end of every interview um actually i think since the very first interview even i've asked this when you look back on your life you know a hundred years from now or whenever you're laying on your deathbed um when you're looking back everything you've done uh up to this point and even into the future everything you've accomplished everything you've seen what are the things that you look back on with the most pride and satisfaction? Probably be the small accomplishments and the big accomplishments. You feel like it shows a lot that you just persevered through through challenges to receive a, an accomplishment, no matter how like big or small it really was. Like just like small things that really just didn't seem like is ever going to really be useful. Just the attitude of like I guess going through and doing it anyway, even if it was something I didn't want to do. I feel like that just really shows a lot like what kind of a person you would become because just how easy or hard it is to do just even the smallest of accomplishments something they just don't feel like might help you out Mm -hmm. you know yeah i like that i like that well warren thank you very much for joining me you're welcome alex and thank you for listening not just to this show which we certainly do appreciate, but more to the people around you, the people in your life that you just happen to know. Take some time, just five minutes, to listen intently to the people around you. Mecco.